I must say, you're a real piece of work. I must say, you're a real piece of <laughs> crap. <laughs> Welcome to Should You Watch This with the Popcorn Priest, the weekly podcast where movie enthusiasts, current, ex, current and ex-movie theater projectionists, new and old friends, take the time to talk about a movie that we just watched and answer that very question. Should or shouldn't you watch this? I wanted to see this when I was a younger lad, and I needed to rectify that. Take your shirt off in the winter and make sure you've done your pull-ups. Join us as we celebrate Die Hard on a Mountain. Hang on for the thrill of your life. Cliffhanger. Rated R. Great, dude. Right at R. Right at R. Joining me today, our reoccurring guests. Take me away, tribe. <laughs> and one million frequent flyer miles, Cole. That sounds exhausting just thinking about it. There's no way. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, gentlemen. This was the Popcorn Priest pick. Mm-hmm. And it's time we visit a film from the hallowed archive, <laughs> Sly Stallone. Yep. Chalk up your hands and hold on to Cliffhanger from 1993. The details for this one are a botched midair heist results in suitcases mm-hmm. full of cash mm-hmm. being searched for by various groups uh, throughout about, the Rocky Mountains. I don't know about that. Well, various in the FBI and the bad guys. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Never I know, mind. but it seems so vague, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's like various. Makes it's, like, it's like it's a mad, mad, mad world. Mad, like. Rat race, <laughs> yeah, rat mountains. race. Yeah, various groups throughout the Rocky Mountains. It's like in a hijinked road trip caper. <laughs> and no, it just seems like very matter of fact. In the fun backwoods of the Appalachian yeah. Mountains, there's some money missing. Under Directed by the. The, Ven- wonderful. the venerable <laughs> Rennie Harlan. Oh, yes. So here, I looked this up. His filmography is a mixed bag. <laughs> what do you mean it's a mixed bag? It's a Harlan bag. <laughs> Die Hard 2. Not good. It's good. No. <laughs> what about A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master? I didn't see that one, but... Is that the one where Freddy Krueger turns into a sleeping bag and he I, swallows a child whole and I've eats ne- him like an animal? I've never seen any of those oh. if they're the first two are okay <laughs> freddy versus jason i see all the first one and i'm players. like so none of this matters that was my takeaway at the end of it i was like eh, no that none of that matters in that one <laughs> well of course cliffhanger and here's the greatest bit of information cutthroat island yeah which brought down Gina Davis, Carol Co. Carol Co. Pictures, yeah. Carol Co. Pictures. Carol Co. So there, I have to say this, and if there's anything that anyone gets from this podcast, it is please go watch the amazing documentary on the Total Recall Blu-ray called Total A- Total Excess Colon How Carol Co changed hollywood or the wikipedia article has been I mean, it, it might be just on youtube if it's like a, an extra like that who knows uh it's a full-length documentary <laughs> and it is unbelievable i think i've talked i talked about yeah it. i feel you, like it you, during the retelder because i've heard this before but you've yeah. talked about it before some of the it's movie we really watched. great i mean i think unbelievable midnight run or whatever that was you mentioned because i think it was the same studio yeah you for sure should check that out uh, top build stars Sylvester Stallone, John Lithgow. That's right. Michael Rook, Rooker. Rooker. 
Rooker. I thought it was Rooker. Rooker. Like I don't actually know. Michael Rooker. You know what it means? Chariot? Rooker? <laughs> Rook in chess because he said like the chess piece. Oh. All right. There you go. Trivia. Huh. Charioter. Absolutely. Runtime of a <laughs> glorious one hour and 53 minutes. Rated R. Actually goes by really fast it, in terms of excitement. I mean, yeah, we can get into that later, but it's like, <laughs> it just it, it ke- keeps going. Chris was complaining about it, and it's like the reason it moves so quickly is very, you, you can point to why. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Plot holes are plenty. Yeah, it's like, well, it's, it's like, also it's you, cutting out so much. It's just being like action, action, action. It's like, man, I'm bored. You guys were talking quite a bit during the film. Well, but part was, of it was explaining to you things that you missed as well. <laughs> because yeah. you were talking. No, because we were explaining to you what was no, happening. <laughs> no, you you were you didn't notice. That you you missed no. certain scenes because they're just cutting to things, and it's just like you just have is, to make. They're the trying conclusion. to keep you from thinking. I disagree wholeheartedly. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's get back to the runtime. Okay, Rotten Tomatoes says action adventure. Yes, and IMDb says action adventure and thriller. Sure. So I think I've only mentioned this one time on the pod. I'm not going to read IMDb's rubric yeah, for all they're, of them. They're but, hilarious. But the thriller one, I always like disagree with thriller. Like, what what is a thriller? So this is their rubric. Should contain numerous sensational scenes or a narrative that is sensational or suspenseful. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. basically no. something that makes you want to dig your fingernails in with anticipation. Note, not to be confused with mystery or horror. And should only sometimes be accompanied by one or both. A thriller can be a horror as well. A thriller. I mean, they can. I think there's horror thrillers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, here's here's their example. Black Swan from 2010. That's that's a sure. great example. Yeah. The Silence of the Lambs. Yes. 1991 and Seven from 1995. Yes. Are those thrillers? I would say so. Okay. I don't think this is a thriller. I agree with Rotten Tomatoes action adventure. Yes. Thank you. Yes. It's a thriller. And It'll thrill you. Yes. <laughs> Depending on how invested you get, especially that opening scene. I mean, yeah, no, there's you're, great. You're like, pins and yeah, needles waiting to see what happens. There's great scenes of peril. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's really, the cinematography is beautiful. It's very good. Yeah, it's fun. They shot it on location. Shot, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Speaking of IMDb, the rating is 6.5 out of 10 from 132,000 reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably Rennie Harlan's highest rated film. <laughs> it might be, yeah. Ron Tomatoes gives this. I was just this, this might be the, uh, it's my best, my favorite of his. 67% from 55 critics and only 52% from 100,000 plus audience oh, ratings. It's that, it was the Exorcist movie because they... They did that one with Stellan Skarsgård, and then they like shot all, we redid all the scenes, and then Rennie Harlan was the one that took over, and it turned into this really strange movie. It was like, what was that? Oh yeah, what are you talking about? It's this exorcism movie. Oh, I got to look it up. It's oh, I forgot to say that he also directed Deep Blue Sea. Oh, he did like amazing. the Long Kiss Goodnight or something? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that that was with too. Gina Davis and Sam Jackson. I didn't think that movie was good either. I it was the sequel. It was either a sequel <laughs> or a prequel to The Exorcist that they, that came out like twenty years ago or 15, 16 years ago, and Paul Schrader started the show and they didn't like how it turned out, so the studio brought in Rennie Harlan and he literally reshot like almost the entire movie, yeah. but they used the same actors. It's fascinating. I don't know. Rennie Harlan's that. career is fascinating. I don't, I don't know how. Man. <laughs> I know. It, it boggles my mind. Like, it's just crap after crap sometimes, and you're like, how does he keep getting money? It's like Kevin Costner. I guess they kept making money. All right. Where to watch this? At the time of this recording, you can stream this on Hulu. If you choose the highest tier of our Patreon account, you will have access to the Popcorn Priest permanent collection. Go to patreon.com forward slash popcorn priest for details. 
This brings us to the most hallowed new <laughs> category of should you watch this? Popcorn reviews the reviews. Oh yeah. All right. Here's where we, where I and my crack research team select <laughs> three your children, yeah, positive reviews like 10 out of 10s the polar opposites and then three one out of 10s and i warn you one of these is by far the coolest review i've ever read in my whole life <laughs> so just get ready i always give the my guests the choice do you want the 10 out of 10s first or you want the one out of 10s first mm, i want the 10 out of 10s because i it makes the bad ones even funnier to figure out what they point out all right here's the first 10 out of 10 one of the best action films ever made, says Nate watches cool movies. That's a, it's certainly a action film. <laughs> <laughs> Rennie Harlan's Cliffhanger is to this day one of the best and most exhilarating action films of the 1990s. It's big, bold, and full of protein for lovers off the genre. Mm -hmm. Of the genre? Of the genre. Did they spell it off? It says oft. I'd lovers oft. The genre. Not, <laughs> well, you know. Of the genre. We're not going to. Full, full of protein, though. <laughs> From the lively villain to the unbelievable stunts to the set pieces, it's a tough package to beat. 10 out of 10 stars. Apparently, they had to tone down some of the stunts because they were so over the top and just like unbelievable. They tried to push the envelope too far in terms of stunts, which is impressive. Well, Nate watches cool movies, loves it. Best action film ever made. Mark D. Thornton says lives up to its name oh yeah it's yeah, a I keeper there's cliff hanging in it yeah it's, <laughs> it's definitely one of those when you think of 90s movies like terminator 2 like cliffhanger is definitely one of the ones that like pops up in terms of the more memorable it's films. a movie if your heart <laughs> is a movie in the history of cinema if your heart isn't beating a little harder in this one you're probably sleeping <laughs> definitely on my list to watch again do you like roller coasters question mark you will love this 10 out of 10 stars. Well, if you don't like roller coasters, will you uh, still enjoy they, the movie? No, you won't. Apparently, not according to Mark D. Thornton. Thornton. All right, the last 10 out of 10. Really angry guy <laughs> says, Cliffhanger is amazing. Cliffhanger is a true gem in the action movie genre. Action movies have become stagnant and cliched. <laughs> In a gradual downward Certainly spiral. Certainly not what this one is. <laughs> downward spiral since this film. Who could ignore Stallone's colossus of a performance <laughs> or not cower in fear of the greatest villain of all time? There are no cliches in this movie. The greatest villain of all time. All the cliches come after this movie. Played charismatically and viciously by John Lithgow. Unlike his most famous other role, Rocky, Stallone's diction was easily discernible and even sometimes <laughs> again we talk about this he had nerve damage in his face like you can't does he really he does yeah yeah from boxing yeah no i think it was when he was a kid but that's why he can't enunciate clearly but in this movie he hardly i know he much. broke his neck in uh one of the rambo films no, and that's why second one later later he had to have his neck Spine. fused that's why when he walks around his neck's mm -hmm. like all <laughs> stiff it's, it's, yeah it's like his vertebrae are like uh, fused yeah. But this guy, uh, really angry guy, says he's got great diction. Quite apt, he says. 
Mountains themselves could never be as timeless as the roller coaster, <laughs> nail-biting, thrill-a-minute powerhouse of a picture that is I cliffhanger. I disagree. I think those mountains are way more timeless. Cliffhanger is so good, no critic could possibly do it justice. That's why they haven't. Ignore them all. Simply watch Cliffhanger. 10 out of 10. Including him? Well, then how can we know to ignore them? He's given us a logic trap. Then, see, what you, what you do is you watch Cliffhanger, and you see these mountains, and you're up in the air, and then what you do is you do the opposite and watch Daylight, where he's stuck in a tunnel, and he's got to rescue people from being trapped in New Jersey, that or one, underneath New Jersey. That one's say. not as good as this one. It's, it's so bad. It's dumb. Daylight is not as good as this one. Uh, all right. The, 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 the worst of the worst. Here we go. And I'll save <laughs> the go. best. I'm going to save the best for last. It's, it's so great. And some people find this movie good? <laughs> Says Son of Hades. Oh, cool. Some Greek nerd. <laughs> I'm still shuddering at the thought of ever seeing this movie again. <laughs> I've seen action films. I've even liked quite a few of them. But this one goes over the top. Not only does it have the worst male actor ever, Sly Stallone, <laughs> playing like, the lead role. Seems like the reviewers bring in some personal bias into this review. But the plot of the movie is so stupid from the beginning that it requires a person with an IQ less than his shoe number to believe it. One out of ten stars. When was the review submitted? What was, was there a date on that? When uh, was, yeah, was there is. Uh, I'm always curious, like, what point in time they actually viewed the movie. 2007 is my guess. This is July 2001. Mm, okay. Wow. Eight years later. Okay. <laughs> All right. The second one. Derek Larson, 22066, says, Crap hanger. <laughs> 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 what garbage? Total senseless Hollywood crap. I like Sly in some movies like Rhinestone. <laughs> really? <laughs> Rhinestone with Dolly Parton? Give me a break. And think he's underrated as an actor. But this movie is junk. None of it makes any sense in the climbing scenes. Beggar belief. That's what it says. Beggar belief. Yeah. They, 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 yeah. I got is that correct? I think Beg, so. Beggar? Beg your belief. It says beggar. It's like begging the question. It's, yeah. You know, it, I don't know. It, no, Maybe it, it's yeah. right. I, I, I don't know. It begs the question as to uh, should it be believed. Stallone's character simply free climbing up sheer cliffs in mere minutes in yeah. a t-shirt in sub-zero temperatures? Yeah, it's cool, dude. Come on. <laughs> and Lithgow is the stock villain with an English-European slash accent. <laughs> Cliché. <laughs> South African. Just crap. Utter crap. One out of ten stars. Crap hanger. <laughs> and we've saved the best for last. All right, let's hear it. Depression. Okay, let me do that again. Take two. Depression. Take three. Take three. <laughs> Depressing. I said Take it four. <laughs> Depressing trash. Says Cat Rufus 5591. Depressing because of the money I spent to watch this garbage <laughs> on the big screen. Depressing because I can no longer apologize to my late wife, Karen, <laughs> who sat through this non-cliffhanger cliffhanger with me. <laughs> trash because of the weak script. The cardboard bad guys who climb a frozen mountain in dress shoes and Lif John Lithgow, totally unbelievable as the lead villain. Anyway, I'm sorry all these years later that I dragged you to this drivel, Karen. If you could read this, please, please forgive me. 
one out of ten stars. I mean, I, just, I think that's, that's some dishonest work there. You don't know why you're going to bring your dead wife into this. It's not. <laughs> please, please forgive me. I'm sorry I dragged you. I got to I gotta say that that relationship must not have been built on really solid foundations. Chris. If, if, if like a minor movie is something that haunts him years later. Chris, find this man's profile and see what else he's reviewed because we need to watch whatever's next on his review. <laughs> <laughs> he feels the need. Yeah. The, the, all, okay. his all of his apologies for, for his, to his wife. Yeah. Cat Rufus 5591 has been a member of IMDb for five years. Mm-hmm. He's reviewed 100 plus. Are they all apologies to his deceased wife? Is there any to his second or third <laughs> wives that passed away that he felt the need to apologize for? Man, they're all terrible. He gives everything terrible. I, I'm, I, 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 I kind of. I'm, I'm guessing. Just, I'm hoping that the reason is is just his just insane regret for only I'm, taking his his wife to movies. I'm guessing bad. since Karen left, he probably lost a lot of joy in his life. Wow, it's a it's a mixed bag for uh, r- r- Cat Rufus five <laughs> five nine one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Hope you're doing okay out there, buddy. Yeah, no, be strong. I It's just a movie, man. I'm glad that you brought Karen into your review. Thanks. Stallone appreciated those that ticket that your wife gave him, I guess. He does. <laughs> He's better for it. It helped him fuse his neck. All right, this brings us to the best section in Should You Watch This? The air horn. Should or shouldn't you watch this? Here's five reasons. Can you please add to them okay. uh, as I finish? <laughs> Five reasons why you should watch Cliffhanger from 1993. Number one, if you're a fan of 90s action movies, this is for you. Yeah. I would say 80s action movies, too, because it's kind of, it's more. It's reminiscent it, of it's, Die Hard, yeah, too. Yeah, there's, there's a transition area period that I think this falls into. Yeah, it, it bleeds from late 80s yeah, to 90s. Not, yeah, action. I wouldn't, yeah. Peak Stallone, at least in terms of fitness, anyways. Which brings us to number two. If you like Stallone, this is for you. I'm a huge fan of Stallone, and for some reason I've never seen this. I believe it's a big oversight on my part. Would you prefer, who would you prefer in terms of Arnie or Stallone? If it came down to, ha- to having to pick one in terms of their uh, filmography. Arnie. That is would Sophie's choice, man. <laughs> That's what I mean. I, I know I, how much you love both, but there has to be a clear favorite between like, the two of them. It's like telling someone to cut the baby in half. Yeah. I can't do it. Mm. I'd rather die than choose between <laughs> Stallone or Arnie. <laughs> uh, that is the hardest question of my That's life. That's what I've always wondered. They both have such yeah, I was just, horrible but yet I, amazing filmography. I'm, I'm literally Arnold, man. I'm staring into uh, Cole's face and I, I can't. I'd have to say Arnold. Yeah, I'm saying Arnold too. If I had a weird gun that shoots bolts into the stone on the <laughs> mountain at my head i would probably i think i'd have to choose arnold as well but i don't want to so there's your answer there's rambo and there's rocky but then there's terminator 2 and it just blows the water out terminator of one and two <clears throat> i still need to see one i've only ever seen are parts. you insane i'm that's wild. Mm, that's that's wild. man. Number three. You got to kick him off this. <laughs> if, if you want to see some extreme overacting, this is for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, a, acting uh, is, yeah. the acting yeah, is amazing. John Lithgow, is, uh, he's really hamming it up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, without spoilers, there's some awesome 
deaths yep. that we'll talk about next week. But yeah. John Lithgow could have played the same character from 30 Rock from pretty the Sun, and I would still enjoy him much, being a bad yeah. guy. Pretty I, much, lo- I love John Lithgow. Pretty much all the villains in this are really acting it, really hamming it up. Correct. Really Harlan in it up. Even the <laughs> cool runnings guy. Absolutely. Who's I would na- say he's just as much. Yeah. Whose name is only Leon, Which is also pretty cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty rad. Number four, if you want to see all the possible ways to view action sequences on a mountain, <laughs> this is for you. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And Beautiful last, mountains. You like mountains. I Beautiful think mountain cinematography. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you like mountains? Yeah. There's lots of mountains in Mountains this. in action. Yes. Yeah. Number five. This is a spoiler and I'm very sorry, but if you want to see a guy get killed with a stalagmite, get ready to did we Do we look up which one it was supposed to be? It doesn't matter. A rock growth from a cave. Is it stalagmite or stalactite? <laughs> I didn't look it up. I was like, I don't know. It's we don't the, know. The tight, probably. I don't know. All right. I would just think mites because they grow on the ground, you know? Like, I don't know. Stalactite. <laughs> Cole, my, you're, you're our mid my phone, show. My phone's dead. Otherwise, I would. Oh, shiza. <laughs> Let's ask Siri. Trust me. I went to reach for it, and I was disappointed. It, what is a stalactite? Here's some information. What we got? Stalactite from the Greek stalactos via stalassin <laughs> is a mineral formation that hangs from the ceiling ah, there of we go. caves. So which one is that? Tight as hangs down, might comes up. So I was wrong. I said yeah. stalagmite. Yeah, it's it a tight. Which I think does change the expectation of the scene because it's harder to do it if it's hanging from the ceiling. It's very cool. <laughs> it is very, very cool. It's one of those deaths. I still remember. Oh, yeah. No, 25 years ago. I, yeah, I've only seen this movie once before. 30 and years it is ago. the main thing I remember. So, yeah. I... It's still very fresh in my mind. I think, <laughs> I think the last time I saw it when I was 10, like forever ago, and it still sticks out. It's very good. It's very, very good. Well, let's get into By the Numbers. Blank. For God's sake, just give me the damn number! All right. Box Office Hall with a budget of how many monies did it take to I'm make say this? 50 million. Uh, this has to have been 50 or 60 because of the location. 65 million actors involved. This also had a box office haul of domestic and international sales combined, a grand total of $250 wow. million. Wow, loving it. Dang, good job, yeah. Stallone, wow. This is yeah. why Rennie keeps getting to make movies. <laughs> Correct. All right, here's if Dennis some, Dugan can get employed as his director, then so can Rennie Harlan. Here's all the numbers that I thought were interesting. This film is in the Guinness Book of World Records for the costliest aerial shot ever performed. Oh? Stuntman Simon Crane was paid $1 million to cross once between two planes at 15,000 feet. Oh, really? So So they actually did do that. That's what I was saying. It looks so real. You mean the opening shot? Yeah, the heist, the the airplane heist. It says, without the aid of any safety devices or trick photography, the insurance company refused to insure a stuntman for this, so Stallone offered to reduce his own fee for the movie by the amount that the stunt cost to produce in order that the film could be made. The stunt was filmed in the United States as, as such a stunt is illegal in Europe where most <laughs> where they care about shot. individuals. <laughs> Crane couldn't actually get inside the second plane, but good editing gives the appearance that he actually made it. But so he, how did he get out of there? He got to the, the door and I guess he just 
parachuted down. Uh, well, it was um, probably just the way they got him into the plane. They probably had to get more people out there to help him get in. So yeah, it probably looked strange for the scene. And they probably just cut that where they probably yeah. But very, very. Yeah, cool. that is cool that they actually did it. Because I mean, that scene in uh, Con, what is it? Uh, Air Force One? Very fake. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that movie. It's so good. <laughs> All right. Sneak preview audience. saw a scene where that was only four years later. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how how fast things change. Sorry. No, it's fine. Sneak preview audiences saw a scene where a rabbit gets killed by gunfire. Their reaction was so strong. (laughs) That's where the rabbit lived. (laughs) Sylvester Stallone invested $100,000 of his own money to have the scene reshot so that the rabbit would escape. Oh, my goodness. That's very funny. So already... Because that seemed absurd that that wouldn't... Stallone is taking $1 million... 1.1 million I mean, haircut. I don't hair. think he was hurting for money at this time. But considering it grossed more than five yeah. times what it and made. And he's got to, he's got to, you know, he's got to compete times. with with Arnold, man. He's got to, he's got to keep that rivalry going. He can't just let this die. It was a big rivalry of the 90s, for sure. I mean, I think he was pretty obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember reading a, a, an article about how uh, Arnold, like, tricked Stallone into taking stop oh, or my mom will shoot. Yeah, to screw him <laughs> up. But yeah, but like, yeah, he getting, getting the be... rumors out there that he was interested so that he would, that, yeah, yeah. And it was such a beautiful, terrible, beautiful. terrible film. Yeah, it's great. All right, Ron Cock. Cock. Ron Cock. Is it Coke? C A or K A U K. Cock. Ron Cock <laughs> was Sylvester Stallone's stunt double and really had to bulk up. He ate five carbohydrate-heavy meals a day and nice. pumped a lot of iron. That's right. I just said iron. Yeah, I know. You said it like the way other people say pumped it. Pumped a lot of iron. Yeah, you're the trainer, denying your, your, your regional heritage here by tra- saying that wrong. <laughs> the trainer wanted to have him eat he a six... He did it The trainer wanted to have him eat a sixth meal in the middle of the night. Cock. Did he go to... Oh, I guess that's the fourth meal. The sixth meal is like on the secret Taco Bell. You're menu. making me say cock so many times. Cock also. We're not making you say anything. You're choosing. <laughs> this is free will, buddy. Okay. Stop. Cock also doubled for Leon and Janine Turner in the film. Yeah. Okay. So there's some. So there's some scenes where the 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 lady is a lot bulkier, but you can't see it because it's the coat. You're just the coat. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Ron Cock. Sylvester Stallone and Rennie Harlan were originally going to make a film titled Gale Force <laughs> for Carolco Pictures. That sounds great. The script for this film had the main character, an ex-Navy SEAL, fighting a group of modern pirates and thieves in a coastal town during a large hurricane. So sick. So it's Die Hard combined with Cutthroat Island combined with Twister. <laughs> like when they say modern pirates, what do they mean by Bro, that? Bro, some of the craziest <laughs> uh, scripts were, were never made uh, from Corelco <laughs> Pictures. you got to watch the documentary. It's so amazing. But it says, despite working on it from 1989 until 1991, Corelco mm. oh, deemed the project too expensive to produce. After investing over four million in script rewrites, we're talking like Pirates of the Caribbean pirates, or like I don't know. I think well, no, <laughs> things I, were belching. Sorry, I, I honestly didn't know that was going to happen. I, I'm, I'm truly sorry. It escaped that. on him. Plus yeah. the original script, so they they spent four million. Techn- on technically, this Cliffhanger was a prequel to why 
Carloco failed because it, they wanted to make it so bad they did Cutthroat Island, which wound up being leftover elements, I'm guessing, of Cliffhanger. Or maybe yeah, leftover Rennie, stuff from Gale Force. Like, That's R- what I mean. Rennie Harlan just couldn't get pirates out of his mind. It was it, it consumed him. It's the but, same thing that happened to United Artists with Deer Hunter. He just got too greedy. Listen to this. And because the planned visual effects for it proved to be too difficult at the time, the plug on the project was pulled. Stallone and Harlan then decided to make this movie instead, although Harlan was already paid $3 million for directing Gale Force. Oh, yeah. He didn't have to return the money. Great. Surprisingly enough, Coralco estimated that the budget for Gale Force would be around $40 million, and the final budget for this movie was around 65 to $70 million. Yeah, okay. So it worked out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't know that we should be so surprised a, with, um, with genius business genius like that that they're not around anymore. <laughs> it's a uh, Barton Fink kind of situation there. Bro, listen, listen to, to this. Trying to cure writer's block and you make a better movie. And, Here's yeah. another insane one. Corelco had originally signed Stallone to appear opposite John Candy in a comedy directed by John Hughes. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> wow. like about planes, trains, and automobiles? About feuding neighbors titled Bartholomew versus Neff. This sounds great. When that project was dropped... Boo! Boo! <laughs> Stallone got involved in another Coralco project, Isobar. L- listen, a sci-fi futuristic horror about genetically created monster who gets loose on high-speed runway train. Demolition, man. The movie was to have a $90 million budget, and Roland Emmerich was hired to direct the film. But due to arguments he had with Corelco and producer Joel Silver about the script and control of the film, he walked away. Silver has no room to talk about scripts. I was going to say Roland (laughs) Emmerich, like, yeah. Well, I mean. Did you see Moonfall? It is so amazing. (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. Anyway. Okay, so he walked away from Isobar, which is the craziest name, and it ended up getting canceled, while Emmerich went on to make Universal Soldier Sick. That movie's awesome. For Corelco. Zombie seals or whatever they are. Stallone was first like signed gen- on to make mutated, aren't they? another no, film dead. with Rennie Harlan for them. An action thriller disaster film, which we talked about, Gale Force, which would have, have Stallone's character fighting modern pirates during Large Hurricane. But once that film got canceled as well, he and Harlan went on to make Cliffhanger instead. Huh. Crazy, right? That has to have led to Cutthroat Island. The way you describe it, there's no way that didn't mutate into a film about pirates that they decided to make because they already had elements around. They could it makes use. me wonder what they yeah, how they would the have portrayed pi- the modern pirates. The pirates in in Cutthroat Island are like they're like the actual pirates. But like, I mean, it just morphed because they already it had was like just in their head. They're like show. pirates, man. <clears throat> pirates. Somebody couldn't let it go, and then it cost them dearly. Unbelievable. Uh, here's some more numbers about Corelco Pictures. TriStar Pictures and Corelco Pictures were forced to pay an additional 750k to three separate writers who were all claiming credit for the story. <laughs> <laughs> These guys just were like, and you know that movie you made? Of- I, I I did it. I did, I did that one. Oh no, <laughs> that happened with M Night with the Village. Somebody claimed that they had written the same thing like ten years ago. I feel like I like was read a book that was essentially the same plot. So I don't know. I feel like that idea was around. No, there, I but. think it was the same people. Well, what, what didn't we see on the credit? The there was yeah, there credits? was a credit. Someone got like credit for the premise, <laughs> the which premise. is the yeah. funniest. Like that's a, what a sick job. Story premise. It's like I want there to be a cool guy, and then there's a bad guy, and then but that's how you they get, come into conflict. But that's how you get your residuals is get your name as I know the film. Otherwise, you're out of luck all right here's i have three more numbers and then we'll conclude this week's one two three set in colorado but filmed in the cortina de empezaro dolomites mountains 
because of their spectacular similarities to the Colorado Rockies. I disagree with that. I mean, they're mountains. If you didn't, you shouldn't care, I, certain, I would argue. Certain scenes. I think they, they definitely look like European mountains. And they the do be- not look like the Rocky Mountains. In the beginning, it looks like Colorado, but towards the end, when they're flying around all the peaks, you can totally tell. Yeah, it's yeah. That, those are not, those are Beautiful. not, those are not Rocky Mountain, like oh, mountain, no. mountain valleys. Those are like really like sheer you mountains can, that are, yeah, not. You around. can tell nothing's growing in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's just all dead peaks. So it says the production paid 80 million lira to mm-hmm. enter all mountain areas. I don't know what the yeah, conversion, the conversion yeah. is. Probably like 800,000. And then you'd have to adjust it for inflation. So let's just not. Yeah. Let's see if you guys agree <laughs> with this one. Included among the American Film Institute's 2001 list of 400 movies nominated for the top 100 most heart-pounding American movies. What? What? F- figure that, hey, figure that one out. There's what? numbers in it, and that's why it's in this category. Like, what is what? Wait, were you, were you American right, Film Institute? Included among the American Film Institute's 2001 oh, okay. list of 400 movies nominated for the top 100 <laughs> most heart-pounding. So what oh. you're telling me is it did not get into the top 100. Uh, it was nominated. <laughs> That's all I know, I'm aware of, okay? All right, speaking of nominations, the movie has three Academy Award-nominated actors, Stallone, Lithgow, and Paul Winfield. Who's that? Paul, uh, Paul Winfield. I think it's Frank. Maybe that was Frank. Yeah, the, the helicopter pilot guy who smiles when he yeah, grimaces. I'm pretty sure it's Frank the pilot. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. I have one more, but I'm, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but I have a body count. Okay. No, I'd leave that off for now. I'll do that for the second half of the pod. All right. Yeah. Any, anything we miss before we break? Written by Stallone as well as somebody else. <clears throat> yeah. What makes me wonder where he got the idea from if so many other people were claiming credit for the That's writing. That's a good point. Yeah, well, know. he needed to make up for his $1.1 million haircut. That yeah, he yeah, maybe he did some just it, some little little freelance work there. It has one of the most iconic opening scenes of all time that you've most likely seen parodied several other places yeah. before in terms of making fun of it. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't aware of the joke in... Uh, in the second Pad Detective? Ace Ventura, yeah. I... Now I now you get it. Now it's that, more that, funny. That poor that poor raccoon. <laughs> Correct. Nineties <laughs> wild man in terms of movies. Uh, we'll save our rating for next week, but just generally, should you watch this? If you think you'd like it, <laughs> what does that mean? If, it means if you like things like Total Recall or if you like things like Die Hard, not as like this good movie. as those. Not as anyway. good, but it's in the same area. Yes. Yes. Okay. I Just like cheesy that. over-the-top action that, that makes you laugh instead of cringe when somebody dies or when something it, happens at times. It does what it does. I feel like you could do a lot worse on Hulu. On oh, you could do oh, 100%. Worse. Absolutely. Yeah. You could watch Rambo 5 instead of this movie. Rambo 5 is worse than this. Rambo 4 is probably better. Rambo 5 is amazing. No, it's Home no. Alone, Rambo. It's Rambo bad, 4 is amazing. Not good. Rambo 4 is good. Rambo 4 is how many people <laughs> can I explode? I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that... All the rambles are good. Okay. Uh, nah. Go listen to all my pods and you'll understand why. <laughs> He's biased. There's always there's a yeah. hint of bias there. All right. Anything we miss? At this point, there may be spoilers up ahead. So if you want to watch and then come back next week and join us for our breakdown of Rambo slash Die Hard on a Mountain that is Cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. I'm on the social medias. I dare you to message the great popcorn priest at popcorn priest. I, I love movies. <laughs> I dare you. I love movies and would love it if you would share the love. Share this with the movie lover in your life. I'll go really quiet on this one. Another way to support the show is by throwing a few shekels at the priest. 
by visiting patreon.com forward slash popcorn priest and see what extra perks you can enjoy. Lastly, the easiest way to support the show and the most free is like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Now pretend you're Clint Eastwood talking to his chair. Easier than starting your car. As always, thanks for listening. And thanks to my special guest. That's right. He almost forgot. Take me away, tribe. And one million frequent flyer miles cold. <laughs> We're going to need to get plaques so we remember what our names are. Because I have no clue what take me away, tribe. Is have you from. been to the moon yet? In terms uh, of mileage? I have to be because I've been around the world at least like six or seven times. Yeah, but that yeah. the moon's very far. I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> always a pleasure, gentlemen. Join us next week for part two of Cliffhanger. We'll see you there. Oh, yeah. No, I'm halfway to the moon because there was some statistic Google sent me the one day. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Goodbye.